It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ladies and gentlemen, we're taking the podcast on the road this season, and we want you to come with us. We're heading to Tampa. We're heading to Nashville. We're heading to New Orleans and maybe a couple other surprises. Thanks to fansofphilly.com. That's P-H-A-N-S, fansofphilly.com. They put all the packages together for us, and we're going to hit the road. Set it and forget it. Four-star hotels, direct flights, tickets to the game, tailgates, pregame festivities, and can be a part of our show's as we're there the whole weekend, wherever we are going. Fansofphilly.com. Make sure you use the code BGN so we all stick together and come have fun with us as we cheer on our Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles, and take over every stadium that we are in this season. Fansofphilly.com. Promo code BGN. This squad. Next level. BGN Radio, let's go. Welcome to the next level, the creme de la creme, Teron Davenport, Barrett Brooks, link with BGN, next level boys breaking down the game, other podcasts out, but they not the same, TD the fly one, peep the suits and the wingtips, honest opinions, from the Gibsons to the Winces, I'm left handed, Barrett Brooks got my blind side, Super Bowl winner, see the game from a champ size, route concepts down, the techniques in the trenches, you wanna learn football? And tune in and listen BGN Radio Next Level Podcast You thinking about discussing the Eagles? From senior bowl workouts to the draft, down to training camp, breakdowns of all 22, they the best at that, special insights, giving sight to the blind, so sit down, push play, and when they done, rewind, next level. Yeah, 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 and we about to take you where, bro? To the up, 
Broom. The Next Level Podcast. I'm Teron Davenport here with Barrett Brooks. We're going to go a little off the path today. We're going to talk about multiple things, but just kicking off, obviously we have to talk about this White House visit that never happened. Yes. I tell you, I'm glad I didn't book my my Amtrak ticket like I was about to. I said I'm just going to drive down the Pentagon City Mall and, and just take the uh, the train, the metro, to the White House and then on the way back go check out Rodney McLeod's uh, store in, in the Pentagon City Mall. But anyhow, what what do you make of all this? I mean, wow. we could talk about this a yeah, little this bit. This is incredible, man. There's so many people at fault, but so many people that just aren't listening. You know, just what Malcolm said. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not listening to me. You're not listening. And, and, and if you look at it, being a guy that's went to the Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl, and then went to the White House, I was with uh, President Bush. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, at that time, you know, it was after 9-11. It was also after everything that happened with, uh, you know, his, 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 his with uh, you know, what's going over in the Middle East. And he didn't have a high and favorable rating amongst America at the time. Right. So it was a lot of stuff going on. So, you know, but I mean, even still, it was a privilege for me to go to the White House. And I mean, and I felt as though I had to go and it was something that I that I wanted to do. But this is just a lot different. You know, like I said, when I went, man, it was there was even some six degrees of separation. It just so happened, you know, he's a real huge Texas guy, you know, University of Texas guy, um, in Austin and and you know, he actually lifted weights, like really just lifted weights, like with 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 Spot, Casey Hampton, while he was at the University of Texas. Hmm. You know, he lifted weight with those guys, so they knew him personally. So it was almost like a joke, you know, those two joking back and forth. But they were old buddies. Nice. You know, even when, before he was president. So you know, it, it was one of those things where we um we went, but it's far different from you know Bush's running the country and how he ran the country and where he dealt with, you know, people that didn't like him. You know, he wasn't a bully. But at this point, you know, you look what's going on these days with our POTUS. I mean, it's 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 far different from what that was. I mean, President Bush never called any guys on my team or, or any NFL players, you know, uh, uh, SOB. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just not a – it's just not something that you know that that I as a player would look favorable to, and and I as a player wouldn't have went either. I wouldn't want it to be there. Um, I think, you know, for him to go out and say the things that he's been saying and the stance that he stood so firm in, and think that I would want to come to the White House, you know, it would almost be uh, one of those things where. I approved of what he said. I approved of being called a son of a bitch. I approved of being told that uh, if I don't stand, then I can get out this country. Mm-hmm. You know, my father was in the, in the armed forces. He was in the army. You know, he served for my ability to be able to do, you know, peaceful protests like the Eagles did. And you know, and 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 then to say, you know, that this Eagles team, you know, did anything other than but peaceful, you know. It is 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 totally ridiculous, you know. He, he at this point, I think Malcolm kind of summed it up. But I mean, a lot of players summed it up also. You know, not just the guys that were out protesting. You know, just by holding the fist up, because none of them took a knee the entire season, and they were blamed for that. 
Nobody went back in the locker room or stayed in the locker room, and they were blamed for that. Yep. They did none of that either. Um, they've done above and beyond what other players on other teams are doing as far as you know, reaching out and trying to help with social injustice in the cities that they're playing in, here in Philadelphia especially. They've done a lot. You know, you have a guy in Chris Long who turned around and, and gave his whole salary away for for you know, educational things in his in his, you know, neck of the country. Yeah, and, and a lot of times when you bring this up, people say, Oh, well, the White House visit shouldn't be made political. I don't think it was political, to be honest with you. It wasn't political. It was personal. Yes. Right? So when someone calls you SOB, when someone says you should be fired from your job, when someone says they don't even think you should be in the country, that's not a political thing. That's a personal thing. And he attacked not only the guys on the Eagles, he attacked the whole NFL. And it is a personal thing because you mentioned how Casey Hampton and and George Bush, how they had an, an old friendship. Well, Donald Trump has an old enemy right, in the exactly, NFL exactly. because well said, well said. What people always overlook is how he's we know that he's a, a vindictive person. He he's the type of person that will will carry a grudge. It doesn't matter how many years it is. The New Jersey Generals, right? He he was in he, that was his team, right? In the right. USFL and. They tried to sue the NFL, and it did not work. They tried to take the NFL on, and it resulted in them being disintegrated. So there is a personal thing that he has with the NFL. Also, Donald Trump, he didn't – well, he got a lot of his money from legacy money, but he also – didn't become a rich man by not being an opportunist. He sees this as an opportunity because what he's doing is playing on the emotions that a lot of these people who have been closeted racists, closeted bigots, you notice like it's no no coincidence that you have so many people, uh, so many um, um, white nationalists running for uh, governmental positions, whether it's state, local, or government, uh, uh, federal government, right? It's, it's no coincidence that this country has seen a crazy rise in the amount of hate crimes within the country o- over the past couple of years while this guy's been office. It's not a coincidence. He's playing on that, right? So when you look at the votes and the things that, that he needs in order to become the president, he knew the play on the race card. He knew the play on, on the, the, the class card, and that's what he's done. And now you have a situation where you have guys who are standing up to the bully and, you know, raising awareness for social injustice, wa- ra- raising awareness for racial uh, inequalities. He doesn't like it, well, you right? Mean, I, mean, and, I mean, all right, then, you, you don't want to hear from us, you know, because we're we're sports analysts. You know, we don't we, we we broadcast sports. Okay, I understand that, but this is something that's 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 all right. Let's take away the political aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Take away the political aspect of it. Take away the White House visit. But you, as a person, what if you had an opportunity to go to a party and somebody called you a son of a bee and told you, you need to be kicked out this country? And things of that nature. Would you want to go to that party? No, you just wouldn't do it. I mean, it just it's just it's just mind boggling that, you know, that it's been put to everybody from his aspect that these players don't believe 
in the national anthem. Right. They don't believe right. in the military. They don't believe in the national anthem. I mean, come on now. This hey. is the greatest country in the world. We have been given opportunities to, to, to become millionaires from playing a sport. Don't think that they, you know, that they don't understand this. But the reason why they're doing that is because they had an opportunity to get out. And because they got out, it's their duty and it's their job to reach back and get others out who don't have the same opportunity they had. Mm-hmm. Yes, they may have a lot of money now. You may say they're privileged now. But when they, from 20 to 21 on back, they weren't looking out these same windows that they're looking out now. Right. Let's talk about when they were 10, 11 years old, like myself, looking out a different window that I'm looking out now. When I'm 10, 11 years old playing AAU basketball in the summertime, I'm walking to practice. I'm walking through Ferguson. All that stuff happened. Ferguson, St. Louis. Ferguson is a suburb in St. Louis. I'm walking to practice. Maybe 20, 50 feet in front of me, there's a bunch of beer cans and, and bags and stuff that were uh, left there. I, I don't know how long they've been there. We're walking towards them. We get pulled over by the police. It was a bad policeman. I love policemen. There's a, there's, I mean, it, they're protect and serve. They protect and serve me. I pay their salaries just like everybody thinks they pay the NFL salary. I pay their salaries because, yes, <laughs> they mean they, you know, I pay taxes so they can protect and serve me. Right. Well, I had a bad situation with a bad cop that was that was in Ferguson, and I'm 10, 11 years old, and it's five or six of us. You know, that we play on the same team. We're in the same neighborhood, walking through Ferguson to get to where we gotta go. On our way there, pulls us over. Takes us in and arrests us, saying that those bottles, we were drunk and those bottles were ours. Hmm. We're 10, 11, 12 years old going to basketball practice. Mind you, it's 7, 7, 15 in the morning. Yes, the, our, record, our records were expunged from that. But, I mean, I, I talk to you know my boy Aaron about that all the time. Aaron Peoples about that all the time. I talk to my boy Juan Chase about that all the time. We, we, we didn't have it like, you know, like everybody else had it. You know, every, all of us were poor, but we didn't know we were poor because we were around the same people. Right. So to us, you know, everything was equal. Right. So it's my job to reach back and try to lift up whatever's going on there. It's my job to go back and, and try to correct some of the racial inequalities that happened back then and, and that are still happening to this day. So it's not something that these players are being... You know, you know, why can't they have the right to do that? You know, people fall for that right. For, why can't they go out and have peaceful protests? Because that's what this country was built on. It wasn't built on a peaceful protest. It was built on an aggressive war to separate ourselves from the from 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 Europe. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we're doing it peacefully. They're doing it peacefully. And you get on their backs about it. I understand that. But the national anthem has never been about that. The military has never been out there about our flag. It's never been about that. These players love their country because this country afforded them a nice living. So don't get it twisted. They're doing something because they look out that window and they realize and they remember what happened to them back then and what they're trying to do right now to make sure that they can bring awareness of what happened to them back then and what's still happening now. I can guarantee you this. The POTUS has never looked out his window and seen what I've seen. He can't no, look at what I'm He can't look at my experiences because those aren't experiences that he could be around. Right. So he doesn't understand what it is to go through what these players have went through. Yeah, and when you look at some of the other things that are surrounding this whole thing, okay, so Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she said that the Eagles pulled a political stunt because they submitted a list of so many names, and when it was time to make the visit, a smaller group, a much smaller group, let's be honest, from the original list submitted 
was ready to attend. And one of the things that I found out when I and I really realized when I talked to Jason Kelsey about that, he said, well, they submitted a list for everyone to be cleared, whether they want it to go or not. Yes, because this will allow them. Let's say let's say, you know what? I wasn't going to go, but then I talked to you, and you were like, you know what? It's it's a right. It's 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 a not a right, but it's a privilege to be able to do that. You know, you should go ahead and do it. Well, if I decided I was going to do it, and the list never included me originally, I wouldn't be able to do it. So exactly, it, it they have to go through a clearance. They're going to see right. the president of the United States. You have, they have to, to have be a cleared, yes, through national security to do that. And in order to, for me myself as a journalist to do that, I had to send an email with a spreadsheet with my social data birth, my full name, including my middle name, to them to be cleared. So it was just protocol for them to do it. It was a case of the Eagles being on top of things. It came in the end to, to kind of bite them in the behind. Now, getting back to something with the kneeling, right? Originally, Colin Kaepernick, when he wanted to protest during the national anthem, what did he do? He sat, sat on the bench, yep. right? But how did the kneeling come about? Okay, because we say that kneeling is disrespecting the military, right? Exactly. Well, there's a guy by the name of Nate Boyer. If you don't know who he is, look him up. He's a former Seattle Seahawks player, also with a military background. He is the one who suggested that Colin Kaepernick kneel. And the thing is, this is a result of something that a lot of us are not able to do, where you have two sides meet, come together in a, a, a middle ground, and come come up with a solution. So when you say the kneeling is disrespecting the national anthem, don't take that to the players. Take it to the guy who it originated from, who just, by the way, happens to be someone who has served overseas in the military that you're saying kneeling is disrespecting. So that's kind of I, I want to put a ball around that because I don't want to get too far into the whole issue with um, the, the White House visit. I think like the Eagles, it's very good to just kind of Turn the page on it. Move yeah, on. Let's move on. They did it, and they did it in in great fashion, you know. I mean, and, and also, they never really, they never acted like they were going to go anyways. Well, not not. I mean, the Eagles had to send that list, but you could tell the majority of players weren't going to attend it anyways, just mm-hmm. from their conversation, just yep. from their social media presence, what they said on social media, and how they went about this whole season. You kind of understood that this is a solid team that sticks together. Oh yeah, you know, all for one and one for all. People don't understand that culture is embedded in these guys, and that's why they're so successful. Not because they have the best athletes, but because they're so tight knit. There's a reason why they go out and it's the next man up. They can have that mentality because no one is bigger than the team. Every cog is a is a is a vital piece in that machine. So when they're getting when the ones are getting reps. The twos are also getting reps, and sometimes even the threes. And that's why they went so deep, because these players had gotten reps with the starters, which allowed them to go in and understand what it is to play with the guy next to them who is a starter, who may not have been a starter. So, I mean, this is a, this is a culture that's, that, that, that Doug Peterson has put together, this, and it's very successful, and they're tight. And even if guys did want to go, they would not have been you know, you know ostracized or anything else if they mm-hmm. wanted to go. If they could have yeah. went... As a team, they were a close enough team. Like, all right, go ahead, you do that. When you come back, you'll still be our brother, and that's the way they were. So yep. it wasn't worth. It wasn't anything like that. But let's get on. Let's get on to another topic. Let's get on something that's coming in, man. Uh, a part of turning the page will involve taking that next step. They wrapped up OTAs. The next step will be next week, where you see them at mandatory minicamp. This will be an opportunity to see some guys who you haven't seen. 
this offseason. Everybody and, on the roster. In Michael Bennett's case, someone you haven't seen in an Eagles uniform yet. So looking at some of the things I look forward to seeing, me personally, I look forward to seeing the rotation at defensive end. I want to see where Michael Bennett comes right in and, and, and where he's placed. Is he going to go opposite Chris Long with the first team? Is he going to go behind Derek Barnett with the second team? How are they going to rotate that? So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Obviously, Fletcher Cox will be back. He's been gone uh, the last couple of days during OTAs. But another guy, and it's just up front. And I'm not – I know they don't have pads on, so you can't get a true assessment – but I want to see how they rotate the guys up front. No I want to see how yep. they, they're getting the young D-tackle, Aziz Shatu, mixed in there. I want to see how they're getting Destiny Vial in there, Elijah Qualls. There's a lot of guys that they can mix in. So that's one of the things that I'll be looking forward to seeing, just how Chris Wilson is going to work with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm going to go from the same defensive side of the ball, but I'm going to go from the secondary. Mm-hmm. I want to go out there and see what those guys are going to do back there at the corner position. I mean, how are they going to put in the starters? Who are going to be the starters? And when you think about starters these days, it's not like two corners of starters. Now it's, it's two three. corners and a slot corner. Yep. And that's why you have to look at it these days. Well, with all the 11 personnel, that's one tight end, one running back that, that, that these teams run. You have to have that third corner in there because you got three receivers. So, I mean, is it going to be Ronald Darby like it was last year? And, and, and you know, and, and Jalen Mills, and who's going to be the slot guy? Are they going to bring the young guy in? I mean, is he going to get an opportunity uh, to come in? And, 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 and with Jones being – you know, well, essentially is a rookie still because he yeah. played in one game, though, but he's still a rookie. Right, oh, you know, no so doubt. I want to see where he fits in this. You know, will he be on the outside? Um, will he get an opportunity over the either Mills or, or Darby to play on the outside or bring one of those guys on the inside? You know, me personally, I want to see where he fits in in the whole grand scheme of things. And not to be left out, me got Rasul, man. Rasul played yes. well when given an opportunity last year. You cannot count that young man out. I mean, he went out there and balled when that, when he had the opportunity. Another guy, you know, is is, is Trey Sullivan. You know, mm-hmm. you can't just let that guy sit back. I mean, he was a headhunter, man. Yep. He was tearing people up. He was playing great last year during camp. I want to see if they're going to give him a legitimate opportunity to play safety within the defense with the ones. I want to see that. I think the the measuring stick for where they stand with with Trey Sullivan is going to be whether or not they sign Corey Graham. I think, and we're talking about training camp, right? right? But I think Trey Sullivan is getting every chance he needs to be able to earn himself the strong safety, consideration yep. for that third, the third safety, and fourth safety, right? Yep. And he he had a couple interceptions in OTAs. He needs to just make sure that, that he's communicating with the corners, you know, in their different packages and making sure that he's over top because the safety position with the Eagles is different from a lot of other no teams question. because you have corners that are so aggressive. Yep. You, so they have to know that you're going to have their back when they – Double jump move. these routes because those double moves. I mean, listen, the league's a copycat league. You saw the Giants do it. You saw the Raiders do it. But Other I can't, teams take, did I can't it too. take that aggressive out of Mills. I can't right. take that aggressive need, out of Darby. You need it because out of, out of school too. Yeah, yeah. that's potential. That's, hey, that's that, a potential pick. I mean, you being aggressive, they're not gonna be able to run a double move every time. Right. But you keep that aggressive nature. There's gonna be times where they're gonna get a pick more so than get beat with a double move. And if they do, they gotta trust somebody over the top to make it happen. Exactly. Also, our safeties here are hybrid type of guys. Yeah, all play, of them. 
They can play, you know, they have to play corner. They have to play in the box, maybe linebacker sometimes. So you have to be that guy that can, you know, put the big boy pants on, get inside the box. But you have to be fleet of foot, too, and be out there on the back end. So, I mean, this is going to be a great camp, you know what I mean? And then, you know, linebacker position. Who's going to take that will linebacker position? I mean, I'm, I'm, looking at the, I'm looking at the roster Kamu. now. And, I mean, Kamu played well. Yeah, Gruzzi Hill was. He played well in the Dallas game. I mean, I gave him his props. He was making some plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, there wasn't no juke. You know, Ezekiel Elliott knows who that cat is. He knows yeah. exactly <laughs> who Kamal Groovy Hill is. He knows exactly who he is because he was making plays. Yeah. So I could see him possibly. And he's a bigger guy than the other guys. Yeah. He's a big. He's bigger he's than longer. Nelson. Yeah, he's longer, longer. than Nelson. Yeah. He's got some range on him, man. I, I mean, I, I like what he brings to the table, you know. But Nathan, you know, Nathan Gary is a guy that he he's going to get an opportunity also. They, they like him. They had lot. him playing in the Super Bowl. Oh, right, exactly. You know what I mean? You're not going to exactly. put somebody out there that you don't trust. And he's a guy that I like, man. Even though he's from Nebraska, you know, <laughs> you know, back when I was in the Big 8 conference, you know, Nebraska was the that big was rival on the block, yeah. you know, so it was a rivalry, but the Big 12, they got about it, you know, it went to uh the Big 10, but I, I will say this. He is a guy that you can't sleep on either. He's a hybrid type of player also, and he kind of reminds me of a guy that can come in and and, and play fast and, and, and be able to drop back in coverage. They're going to need him to be that type of guy. Yeah, You yeah. know what I mean? When they have their big package, a lot of these teams have big packages where they have 20, uh, 20, uh, no, 12 personnel, one running back, two tight ends. Now, when you have two tight ends, it's not necessarily the tight end that everybody – it's a, it's the a Zach Ertz type of tight end, a guy that can move, play receiver, go out there in and, and the slot position. So you're going to need a bigger guy to cover those type of guys. Right. And that's the nature of how defense is. I mean, even when they go up and when they play, you know, the Saints. The Saints have two running backs. They're going to run 21 personnel, you know, or, or maybe even 20 personnel, you know, all receivers and two running backs. They might need a linebacker, to, you know, to go out there on – you know, on guys to, to cover them too, on those two running backs. You know, so they're some really good running backs. Yeah. So I'm I'm interested to see how these guys have the different packages. And this is one thing I'm gonna say. This defense in the Super Bowl got gutted. And nobody's really saying that. But they got gutted, bruh. I mean, mm-hmm. even though you can play against the best quarterback to play the game, yeah, I'm gonna say that, you know. He's one of the best in the business. Ever. Ever, yeah. He got gutted for 500 yards, man. Yeah. And that's something, you know, the sports, you know, he's, you know, he's been a little quiet because I think that's why, because they got gutted, bro. I mean, they went out there and put it on him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, and he made him like it. You know what I'm saying? He made him like it. And, and Gronk did what he wanted to do. Now, if, you know, to be honest, you know, if, 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 if Graham didn't put them paws on him and had that sack fumble, Hey, we that, might be singing another song hey, right now. Could've, most definitely, most definitely. And you know the thing with that that I didn't like, uh, they continued. You know, a coach is is supposed to put a player in a position to make plays, right? It's not fair to Ronald Darby to have him one on one with with Gronkowski. Right? It's just not fair it didn't to make do that. Sense, and man. then they, they had that same thing to start the third quarter. When they had Corey Graham, it's it's not fair. You don't put you don't do that. A lot. That's when you have to put a bigger guy like you know Camus, a bigger type of mm-hmm. linebacker that can run. Yeah, he can run. He plays on. long. He can run. You know, maybe you put it on a little bit. I remember the Super Bowl when the Seahawks beat the Patriots. Gronk was 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 it that? I think it was that game. Oh, I think it was about, that. You talking Super about when Bowl. they had uh, Champ Ch- Chancellor on them? They had Chancellor on them. 
First they had uh uh they had chance on them and then they even gave I want to say KJ Wright a chance. Exactly. But they put a yep. body on him and right. that ended up helping right, him. So right, right. That's was, that's was what you have Wright to do. Or, or Irvin was, was No, it was it was KJ cuz I yeah. remember cuz KJ KJ actually is pretty good in coverage. Right, right. Quietly, right. he's pretty good in coverage. <laughs> Quietly, he's one of the, the top linebackers in the league. He just doesn't get credit. Exactly. You got Bobby Wagner got Bobby getting Wags. 200 tackles Wags a year. Wags is that dude. Yeah, he, he, he away is. From Wags, you bro. can't. You can't, you know. So <laughs> it's hard to shine as much when you got somebody like that, but I mean, I think that versatility, that flexibility is what this defense gives. And real quick, two other names I want to insert in the secondary talk, Devontae Bosby and yes. as well as a young guy in Jeremy Reeves. You're going to like – when the pads come on, you're going to like Jeremy Reeves. I don't man. know, man. I, I you're gotta gonna, check him You're going to like Jay Reeves. Out of South Alabama, the, the guy broke his back he's, his but, senior year of high school. Hey, but he's a real safety, though. You know what? He's do, a real Do you safety. remember Jimmy Ward? Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's that's the same player yep. that well Jimmy Ward could probably cover better mm-hmm. than because we're talking about a first round pick as opposed to an undrafted free agent. But that style of play, that's the same where you could put him well, I don't know if I would trust him as much covering, you know, the slot guys like they had Jimmy Ward. Right. But right. I still like that smaller safety that could give you some corner. Yep. But that puts everything he has into hitting Everything. someone. And that's that's what you're going to see from, from uh, uh, Jay Reeves. He man. was one of my breakdown players that I broke down for the draft. You know, somebody that I want. I thought he was going to get drafted, actually. In the Jim, uh, uh, Jay Reeves? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, this is going to be one of the great camps. You know, we're just going from the defensive side of the ball on this edition. Yeah, because there's a lot to talk about offense. We'll, we'll get that to you. I will do a little review after the first day of uh, mandatory minicamp. But I want to move on just to lighten it up a little bit and talk some some Sixers and Coangelo. I Can tell you, you believe this, man? I what did I say? Loose lips sink ship. <laughs> a pillow talking. You, you can't <laughs> pillow talk. I'm telling all you players out there, stop it. <laughs> Don't be pillow talking, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I can't help it, man. My wife, she gonna get what she gonna get. She gonna what happened? What's going on? I don't like him talking about you anyway. But you just can't do it when you're in that type of position. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't do that being the GM of a team that you can go pillow talk to your wife and think she ain't going to do something about right. it. Right. Hey, listen, don't, don't worry about that. It's, it's nothing. I'm not sweating that. And move on. But, unfortunately, <laughs> he clearly did not do that. And she felt like she was at liberty to take arms and take and I'm going <laughs> I'm going to be with my baby. And, and, and yeah. you can't tell me he didn't know. Come on, There's man. no no Come way on. he did. Come on, babe. No. I know you're like, yo, babe, that was a good one right there. Yeah. You really got in him, man. <laughs> I like the way you talked about it. I don't like him no way. He yep. kissed my butt anyways. Yeah, I'm glad you talked about him. <laughs> that being said, though, like we were talking about before we started the show, I don't think that he should have allowed her to take the fall, so to speak. No. Like that, he no, he could have just said that, hey, look, man, that anyway. was me. Yeah, you're going to yeah. be gone regardless. So not only did you lose your job, but now you got your, got your lady saying, oh, when the stuff hits the fan, he's not going to protect me. Oh, you know, so it's a bad situation for he the threw Sixers. He out there, hit first gear, ran over, <laughs> then turned. Uh, 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 and, put the and reverse, reverse on it and boop, ran over again. Boop, Come, on, <laughs> Come on, man. You can't, you can't do that, man. You can't, you, can't, you can't throw your wife under the bus like that, man. And I... I you know what I'm saying? He he's looking like less of a man right now, man. For pillar talking, number one. Number two, then you're gonna put her out there like that. Right. Come imagine on. imagine how Rosemont doing that, man. Oh man. Imagine come on. him doing that. Bro, you, you lose know. respect. You know, and 
And uh, you know what they're not talking about right now is is how these players are looking at it, man. Because I've been in a position not necessarily have a you know uh, social media and how they're you know talking about him going and saying with stuff about players, but I've been in a situation where an authority in you know a high ranking official has either quit on me or been fired mm-hmm. or resigned. You know what I'm saying? I had I had a you know a head coach Bobby Ross quitting on quitting mm-hmm. us halfway through the season, midway through the season. Bobby he just Ross. quit, man. I'm like, yo, what's going on? But I, but I understood, man. He had to because he just wasn't. He he lost control of the team. Lost. We're about to play uh, Green Bay, and uh, we're outside, and it's a foot and a half snow on the field. Ain't nobody out there trying to practice in a foot and a half of snow, man. So we out there, and guys jumping off sides, you know, nobody paying attention. So he starts hopping to play. Stop it, stop it. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Calls everybody up. Guys start walking up, man, walking up to him. And he's like, no, run to me. They still kept walking. Mm. And he told you, you know, I give my heart and soul to you guys. You know, you can feel it, man. I'm giving my heart and soul to you guys. And two players started laughing. <laughs> Not like <laughs> – I'm talking about out loud. Wow. Out loud. Like, so disrespectful. Yeah. So disrespectful. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So he just he just he just stopped and he was like, just take it in, just take it in. So they start walking in. And one of the players was laughing, turned around, and said, Hey, hey, coach. As he's walking, he walked in, he walked over like tw- uh, about eight feet and then turned around, hey coach. That mean we can just go home, take a shower and go home. Wow. And coach just fell face first. Didn't even catch himself into the snow, man. He, his health what? just his health couldn't even handle him. Handle it, man. Cause he probably overheated. <laughs> <laughs> and from that point on, he came in. He said, "Look, guys, I don't know when we lost it. When I lost the team, but I don't have you guys anymore. Wow. It's not good for me and my health to be coaching you guys. So, you know, we had you not know Gary Mueller became the pressure. coach. Yeah. <laughs> you know Gary Mueller, you know ex Michigan coach. Yeah, yeah, became the coach, man. So I know what it is to lose a you know guy like that. But I also was in a situation where a guy was my offensive coordinator uh, mm-hmm. my last year here, the, the three and thirteen team. We had a, a, an offensive coordinator, Dana Bible. Dana Bible was. I our remember man. him. Well, Dana Bible wasn't doing anything, and it wasn't necessarily his fault, man, because. Uh, Bobby Hoying wasn't doing anything either. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, we're going through the season, we're getting crushed, man. And all of a sudden, you know, Dana got demoted. He was just sitting there. He he didn't say nothing else, man. He wasn't the offensive coordinator. I think someone like I think Bill Musgrave or somebody, somebody, a quarterback that was on the team and then became like quality control guy slash quarterback helper. And all of a sudden, he became. The offensive coordinator. Musgrave's still going, by the way. No, no question. It's my guy. It's my dude. He became the offensive coordinator. How do I go from being on the practice, practicing with this dude and him becoming the offensive coordinator? It just happened, bro. <laughs> I'm like, yo, how does this happen, That's bro? nuts. How does this happen? When you lose a team, man, I mean, I, I saw a team, you know, that lost. I mean, the coach didn't get fired, man. But, you know, later on in the year, when I, after the season was over with, you know, he quit, man. But uh, I was up in New York <laughs> when I was playing for the Giants. We walking out to practice, man, and then you know we had been through all these two days, and uh, <laughs> your boy Strayhead said, "Yo, I don't feel like practicing today, man. We didn't get this guy all this stuff. We didn't win two days, two days, and back to back, man. We were playing. Hey, let's call this up." He turns to Michael Barrow. Hey, we taking this on in. Mike said, "All right, then, let's go." And it's my that's my first year there, wow. so I'm looking around at everybody like, "What we doing?" Mike turned around, hey, man, we about to take this back in the house. We're not practicing today. Bruh, let's go. Let's go. We take him to the house. I'm looking at the coach like, yo. He's just letting it ride. He, no, he ain't letting it ride. He mad. He mad as hell. He's like, yo, uh, uh, we're practicing. Nah, coach. Mm. We're taking it in today. 
we taking it in. We got you. We you know you know we usually got you, but today we taking it in today. Guys, come on. Nah, coach. We'll we'll see you in the meeting. Took it into the house, man. Didn't practice, bro. It just so happened after that year. He was gone. Fossil was gone. Fired. Gone. Or whatever it was. I don't know how they parted ways, but he wasn't the coach anymore. So I mean I I mean I, if you lose a player, players trust. You mean it, it, you 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 can't really get them back. It'll be hard to get them back, man. It'll take an act of God to get them back. And once that stuff happened with Calangelo and there was just a little slightest inkling that he had something to do with that, he lost that team because he let vital information come out. Vital information. And And then talking about players like that, you can't do that, man. You can't. You absolutely cannot, no matter how you feel. I'm surprised. and B didn't whoop his ass, or but <laughs> two other uh, centers they had. What's that? Lernos Lowell and oh yeah, yeah, uh, uh, Okafor. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, it was talking about trade. I mean, trade information was out. You know, I mean, kind of pops. I'm surprised yeah. they didn't do so. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised Kawhi's gonna get his ass whooped. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he, he better be quiet and get up out of here, man. Yeah, just 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 leave leave quietly and and go ahead and settle in. You got you got the name. I don't know if you get a job again, but he don't you're need still a job set up. Exactly. Come on. Oh, Rich, he he's got still that rich talk, up. man. Yep, he's he good to go. Talk. So, well, yeah. that was the show. We got a little off topic, but we wanted to bring you just something different to wrap up the show. We will be back next week, and we'll talk about the offense and some of the things we saw at mandatory minicamp. Darren Sproles will be back in the building, so we'll Can't have wait. to talk about that. My youngster, Donnell Pumphrey, will be back out. Also, he had a little hamstring situation that kept him out the last two uh, days of, of OTAs, but he'll be back. So that's the show. We appreciate you tuning in. Be sure to continue to follow us on uh, Twitter at T Davenport underscore NFL at B Brooks seventy two NBCS, and be sure to support Bleeding Green Nation. We appreciate you.